Welcome to the New Author Podcast, a weekly podcast diary starring Jerry Evanoff. That's true. I guess if we just sit here in silence, nobody's going to listen. And Rich Casey. I don't think there's ever been a Grateful Dead album I haven't liked. Join them weekly as they talk about writing, publishing, and marketing their books. They'll talk about their successes, their failures, and everything in between. And there will be tangents. Many, many tangents. Sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is, is Sunday, May 7th, 2023. This is episode number 216, and I am one of the hosts of this podcast, Jerry Evanoff, and with me, as he is each week, in his subtropical weather, as I just learned, is Rich Casey. Rich, how are you? I'm doing well, except it was a really tough week. I, I had to use every ounce of my willpower not to watch the coronation in uh, the UK. Oh, you too, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it was hard. It was really hard. And yeah. But, but uh, I did fall down, and I did look at some of the images that were posted online afterwards. And all I can say is that all those people look completely miserable. <laughs> okay. Charles looked completely miserable. His family looked completely miserable. The only person that looked happy in any of those pictures was Camilla. And she had this look on her face, like take that bitches. <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was joking. I actually didn't watch any of it and I didn't care to watch any of it. I don't really understand the, the hype behind it. I don't get it. And all those names you said, I, I know those are names of people, but if you gave me a, a usual suspects type lineup and said, pick out Charles, I would not know which one it was. Oh, no, you can tell he's the one that looks like he's, uh, Either he's had one too many sherries or something, but oh. he's always got this rosy look on his face. <laughs> Living the good life. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Either that, right, or a, that or a very bad makeup artist, one or the other. <laughs> right. I doubt, you know what? I doubt the royal family has bad anything. Uh, I wouldn't think so. The, yeah. the, the big, the big, uh, big controversy, I guess, if you want to call it that, in, in the UK on the run up to the coronation is uh, apparently this is the thing that they like to do before every new new uh, king and queen gets sworn in is the reporters and stuff delve into the family finances and stuff. And, and, and they discovered that Charles himself, not counting all the other family, I mean, Charles himself is worth over like a billion and a half dollars or something like yeah. that. And it's all, well, all on the taxpayers money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's lovely. All right. I got a whole bunch of numbers that I want to talk about today in, in my stats here. And I think I'm going to have a whole bunch of these for the next few weeks, at least until I um, kind of stop tracking some of these things. So all right, first, uh, my short story is up 4,387 words for its final total of about 11,063. This was eventually just going to be a scene. Remember 1500s, right. 1500 words, a scene. Well, it turned into an 11,000 word short story. And I'm right. actually really happy about that for a few reasons. Yeah. It'll be good value as, as, as uh, Paul Teague always says. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So uh, book two still hasn't changed because I haven't touched it yet uh, since uh, short story actually finished it today. So I haven't got back into book two yet. It's still at 11,235. Uh, Mailer light is holding steady at 846, but I will be sending out another email on Tuesday, letting everyone know about the, the ebook being released. And uh, I expect it to go down again. This is my sci-fi list that I'm sending it to is so I'm still trying to figure out how to build a, um, a de- uh, murder mystery list, so, you know, so, so we'll see how that goes. My Amazon followers holding steady at 76. I'm curious to see how that changes after the book goes on sale on Tuesday. And then my Facebook followers, as I continue to try to do this, I'm, I'm now beginning my third week of, of, you know, attempting the Sean Inman uh, style, get a bunch of Facebook followers and sell your books through there. Uh, that stayed at 195. Although I think I lost one because I'm pretty sure I gained one earlier in the week. So I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I don't pay attention to who it is, but 
Um, I had five total posts last week. Um, four of them were scheduled. One of them was kind of random. I was, and I'll get into this later, but I was watching a movie on Wednesday night and just decided to post something about that movie. Got a couple of likes, nothing major. Um, but you know, you know, as Sean said, and as I said it last week and before that, you know, at, at first you seem like you're screaming down into the, the void of emptiness. Right. Um, and that could go on for months. I mean, it literally could go on for months and you just have to push through it and keep going. So. Um, Amazon link tracking. This is something I had forgotten about. I used an Amazon attribution link when I sent my email link, uh, uh, my email blast out a couple weeks ago. And I was looking at that today and thought, oh, I have stats that I can talk about here. So I, th <laughs> I think these are actually really good. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know what's good or bad, but to me, these seem compare this to other links and purchases based on things you send out or advertisements or whatever. Um, with the email that I did a couple weeks ago, I had 55 what they call DPV, which is detail page views, which I believe this is when somebody clicked on the link and went to your product page. Okay. Um, I had, oh, I can click on this and get more details, right? Where's it at? I thought I could. I thought I could have gotten more details. Well, maybe not. 55 of those. I know that two of them were for my science fiction book. I believe 32 of them were to the ebook and 20 of them were to the paperback, I believe is how that works for the, the new book. Okay. So the old book got two links and the new, you know, murder mystery got 53 of those 55. I had five purchases. Um, and so five out of 55 is one out of 11. That seems really good for sales. That seems really good out for clicks. And that that's really good for sales, I would assume. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think what uh, Brian Meeks used to always have a number that he would say you know, in terms of uh, once somebody clicks through what your conversion ought to be. But uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound bad to me. I, I know four of them were paperbacks and one of them was uh, an ebook pre-order. Um, so oh, I'm, now, I'm ex that's really interesting there. I mean, you may well have an audience or uh, the, the, the niche that you're targeting anyways on with your Facebook ads may be, uh, may be more paperback prone. I think these are this. No, this was the email blast I did. Oh, I email. Oh, like, oh, right, yeah, right, this right. was the email I did. So I think these are like friends and family who are on my email list. I know. I know one of them was my buddy Bill. He sent me a picture and and of the of the pre order, and I, I just wrote back and I'm like, "How did you even know about this?" Uh, and he says, "I'm on your email list." I had no idea. So that's my guess. the the actually the ebook pre order was kind of surprising though because the link took them to the paperback, and somebody said, "Well, I don't want the paperback, but I want the ebook, so I'll pre order it," which right. actually is kind of cool. Um, I, I'm guessing that wasn't friends or family. I'm guessing that right. was just somebody on the list that I don't know. So you're gonna have at least five people show up at your door looking for autographs. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> 10 bucks each. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah. Um, and then finally, last week's goal was to get everything ready for the book to go live on May 9th, including getting the bonus store finished, bonus story finished, which I did, um, getting the cover all worked out, which I did, uh, and then creating some Amazon ads, which I have not done yet, get into a book funnel promo, which I did, uh, check my categories on the ebook and the paperback, which I also did, uh, and then get back into book two, which I did not do because I got all the other stuff done literally a few hours ago. So when yeah. did your uh, book funnel promo go live? May 5th, May 15th, May 16th. I believe it's May 16th. Yeah, I think it's May 16th. Okay. So it's like the day before ours goes dead. So that, that'll be interesting. Oh, okay. It'll be yeah. interesting to watch to see how that does. Uh, in terms of my week, I had a pretty good week, actually. I, I'm, I was pretty happy with that. I, I posted five new episodes of Death Comes to Paradise. Unfortunately, two of them got hung up, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. I had 30, the, the KENP equivalent reads of 3,700 pages, uh, which is pretty good since I really didn't do a whole lot of promoting this week. I was trying to concentrate on, on kicking some new episodes out. And uh, my book funnel reputation is now up to 130. But nice. I, was, 
I think I'm done pushing it for right now. Uh, there's been a, a noticeable slowdown in the effectiveness of these videos I've been putting out. So I think either the audience is getting tired or for some other reason, uh, it's just not doing as well. Of those 130, I've had 46 click-throughs to the actual Vela. So that that was pretty good, I think. You know, it's about one in three. And uh, yeah, so I'm done pushing it for now. And I think towards the end of the campaign, which is, I think it ends on the 17th, I'll go ahead and do a blitz like for the last three or four days and see if I can up that 130 to something higher. But I'm pretty happy with that. It now, sounds I, like what people uh, do with Kickstarters, where they'll do their Kickstarter, they'll they'll start off hot, they'll be really into it, doing it, and then it kind of slows down. And then at the end, it's always like 48 hours left to still get in, 24 hours left, and you start picking up again. Right, um, right. Uh, and I'm, I may actually use some of that kind of language, even though there's really nothing that you know right, <laughs> they're, right. they're going to miss if they don't do it. But uh, yeah, I may I may do that. But uh, you know, with a reputation of 130, I can get into most of the book funnel promos that require a reputation. I've, I've seen a couple here and there that require 200 or higher, but uh, yeah, I think, I think that'll help me out in the future. All right. So my week was kind of odd. I mean, Monday night we podcasted and then after we podcasted, um, I said that I was going to probably take my laptop back to the couch and do a little bit of work. And I didn't, which is going to be a common theme through this week. <laughs> uh, if you remember, if you remember from last week, I, I think I talked about my boss emailing, uh, sending me a team's message on Monday uh, during the day saying, hey, listen, I know that you guys are going to be working hard this weekend. So if you want to cut out a few times this week early, feel free to do it. So Monday, I think I left at three and then ended up not doing anything. Tuesday. So at lunch Tuesday, I started, I, I still had chapter three to write. Um, it wasn't plotted completely and I wanted to get that done. And then I was, I still had it to write. So I took, I took the book from Atticus. I just pulled it out. I couldn't, thank God it was a short story. And there were only at the time, I believe, six chapters or five chapters it, it's just too it's still too jumpy for me i don't know if other people experience this or not but it is way too jumpy sometimes there's delays um it's just a pain and i finally just pulled it out created a scrivener file and just put it in a scrivener and i just started writing it in there um after i was finished with that and this is all on my lunch break after i was finished with that i spent the rest of the hour uh plotting chapter three and, and getting that finished i also watched so so i'm still getting confused by this draft to digital thing where I put my book in a draft to digital, uh, my my paperback, my mer- uh, newest book, and um, I wasn't able to select the retailers that I want to send it to. And I think I talked about it on the podcast because I know I got a tweet from um, Edwin Downward, and I'm going to pull that up because I did not respond to him. I wanted to read it on the podcast. Uh, he said, in regards to D2D print, I believe you're confusing D2D ebook distribution where you can choose the stores to distribute to with the print setup where all public wait to distribute to but with the print setup where all any publisher can do is put your book in the ingram catalog it's up to those individual stores to order your books from there right so that kind of makes sense to me except i still have one question which is if i put my book into amazon my ebook and my paperback into amazon myself if i put that into dra- draft to digital is it going to try to put it into amazon also like i don't understand how this works i have no clue i don't get this at all yeah, you know, there, I've seen some discussion about this very topic uh, before, and I, I want to say people have ended up with two different listings for their book on Amazon. That's what and, I don't want. Right. One, if, if you've posted it there yourself, and then one from coming through, I think coming through draft to digital, although it may have just been coming straight from Ingram, although that does make sense, because Ingram is really just a, it'll distribute if somebody wants to buy through them. But it doesn't like push it to any place. I don't think. So does does draft to digital do that? Does it push it? 
I don't really know. That's a good question because I've never, you know, that print came online after I was, you know, after I had had my last print book out. So I'm not really sure. Um, so it's funny. So that thing was in like pre-publishing or whatever it is for like two days. I saw that tweet from Edwin and immediately went back to draft the digital. It had just been listed and I unlisted it. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I don't want to get pushed out to anywhere I don't want. I'm just going to slow down, do some research. And I also decided that I was going to do uh, check out Ingram Spark because I know I've heard a lot of bad things about Ingram Spark in terms of you know, what it looks like and, and how easy or hard it is. Um, Lindsay Broker put a tweet out a, a week or two ago that made fun of the UI saying it looks like it's from 1998 or whatever she said. She just says it's really old and right. she didn't like it. But I know Paul uses it and seems to like it. Like I don't hear him say anything bad about it. So I don't know. Any, I, I watched the video on how to do it. It looks easy. I mean, it doesn't look terrible. So, yeah. but again, I, I'm stuck in that same question of if I do that, will it try to push it to Amazon? You don't think so, but I, I assume you, you're not sure. I'm not sure, but I'll tell you where I where the conversations would have been. They would have been in the Wide for the Win Facebook group. So I think you joined that, didn't you? And then I and then I unjoined it. Oh, okay. Well, go back and join it and search yeah. for it because uh, they they've had that discussion in there. I'm almost positive. I just kind of I probably read about it in passing, but I wasn't you know involved in it, so I didn't really. I'm also going to check. I have the the Mark Dawson. Um, the, the self, what's it called? The, it used to be the, the 101 and now it's the launch launch pad. I think launch pad. I, I have that. I'm going to go into there maybe later on tonight and just see if I can figure out any, if they have like a paperback section or something like that I'll see what he has to say, but I'm going to figure this out because I really want to get this out. I mean, you know, last week when I, or last month when I was at my writer's club, uh, Mallory who runs it also works at the library and we were talking about it. And at one point she made a comment where the only way that it, the way that the library, that at least my library here in town, the way that they get books is really the only is, is Ingram Spark. They don't really get them any other way. So I really want, I do want to get it out there, right? Um, but I, I want to make sure that I do it right. So I'm still confused. Send me a tweet or a text or something, and let me know if you know the answer to it out there. You know what my questions are because I, I have no idea. All right, I clocked out around three forty-five that day of work. I say clocked out. Really, I just I just logged out of the system and um, went to Hothead. The goal there was to finish chapter three, at least the first draft. Um, it's a long one. I was gonna, I'm gonna definitely split it into. At this time, I thought I'm gonna split this into chapters, and I ended up getting the most words I've ever written in one sitting on a day where I don't have where where I have work or whatever during the day. Like on a Saturday or Sunday, yeah, I can write. 3,000 words. It's easy. It just takes me time. But this time I, I spent about two and a half hours there and I wrote 2,721 words. And that's what chapter three turned into. Um, I was very, very happy when I left yeah. at 645 that I started and finished that chapter. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And that finished the entire first draft. Um, I think I had six chapters at the, at the time. Um, so Wednesday at lunch, I did a proper edit on chapter one. I think when I edited it earlier, I really didn't do much to it. So I did kind of what I call a proper edit. I used pro writing aid. I read it out loud. And then I went back and had Microsoft Word read it to me, all the things that I like to do. And that chapter is now finished. Um, again, I was going to do chapter two in the evening while I sit on my couch, but I didn't. Um, I was watching some YouTube videos on like different – so there's channels out there that will take these songs and they'll, they'll put um, scenes from movies where people are dancing. The one I like the most is the Uptown Funk one where it's like the old black and white movies dance to Uptown Funk. And there were a couple shots of Singing in the Rain, which is a movie that I've never seen before. But I know that I would like it if I watched it. So I watched it instead. Um, the plan was to watch like, oh, watch like the first half hour or so then go to bed. And I ended up watching the whole thing. And uh, it was really good. Did you like it? Yes, I did. I really did. Yeah, so There's some good musical numbers in there that I like. And I like that. Uh, what's his name? Donald O'Connor. I really like that guy. He was fun to watch. 
When you uh, when you're using Pro Writing Aid, uh, are you using the style checker by any chance when you're running it, your chapters through there? Um, what does that mean? Well, what what it'll do is it'll 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 check your sentence structure for the way they're put together and suggest changes, uh, or 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 highlight where they think your sentences are kind of clunky and how they where they might be rewarded. And the only reason I ask the if you're doing that is because that is where the main place where pro writing aid has incorporated uh machine learning where if if, it, if you highlight a sentence and i think it's right click uh it will it will give you an opportunity to rephrase it or it will it'll give you the opportunity to ask it to rephrase it and then it'll give you like five or six different options about how to rephrase it huh i just wondered if you had played with that or not i apparently haven't um i did not know about this i just went in and picked something from before and when I highlight a sentence, I see a, you know, I have seen this rephrase button on here. I've right. never clicked it. Um, apparently that's what it is. And I'll have to look into it. Yeah. I have to look into it for when I, when I'm, I'm working on book two. Definitely. It's, it's kind of fun. Number one, because it's, it can do some of the heavy lifting for you. You don't, you know, I don't think I've ever taken it word for word the way it's rephrased things, but it can do some of the heavy lifting and, and particularly uh, if you've got passive voice and you want to get rid of it and it'll, it'll suggest how to make it more active. <laughs> but the other thing, that makes it fun is is it shows you just how this machine learning is still in this infancy stage because it can come back with some really weird sentences. Yeah, um, no sense at all. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. So the ChatGPT has been something I've used in terms of like description and emotion whenever I feel like I need it. But I'm to the point now where I'm really just using it to get other words. I'm almost using it like a source when it comes to the writing. Like I'll take a sentence and say, can you just rephrase this and then see what words it comes up with. And then I'll rewrite my sentence with those words. I am very rarely using anything that it gives me. It, it, you're hundred percent right. It's definitely in, in its infancy. Maybe I'm not doing it right, but it is definitely in its infancy in terms of writing. I know, I know for sure. I'm not doing, I'm not using it the way to its fullest extent uh, because you see some of the people like in the AI for writers group uh, and how they develop their prompts and how they, they present it. It's just the same thing like for mid journey, you know, the more detailed you get and the more you do it in a way that the machine is expecting to see the prompt, then the, the better the output is for you. But yeah, I, basically what I use chat GPT for is I, uh, after I do my rough drafts, I throw it in there, tell it to revise it and fix it for grammar and sentence structure and then I take whatever it kicks back out at me and run that through Pro Writing Aid. And it just saves a lot of, a lot of time in Pro Writing Aid. Uh, pro Writing, if you put if you put a raw raw stuff in Pro Writing Aid, it'll take you forever to go through. Yeah, give you a lot of a lot of things to change. Yeah, right. Now, the, the bad thing about ChatGPT though is if you just give it a raw chapter and tell it you know revise this, it'll take a fifteen hundred word chapter and make it seven hundred words. So. Yeah, and it'll change things. Sometimes I'll ask right. it to, I'll take a paragraph and say, hey, can you just take a look at this, revise it, uh, make it better. A lot of the prompts I use are just make it better. Right. And then I'll just hit make it better, colon, here's the text, and just see what it does. Right. Um, I am using it for sales copy, though. I used it a lot today and yesterday as I was getting ready this this book ready to sell. Um, I, I'm Well, I'll get into it in a little while. Okay, so I got into the office on Thursday and our project manager came in and I just said, hey, you know, I talked to the boss earlier this week. He said he didn't care if we left a little bit early. Do you mind if I leave at three today? And he said, no, leave it two. 
I went, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was nice. So I left it to, again, with the idea of coming home and writing and I did literally did nothing. Um, <laughs> it's great to leave it to and get home early though. Then we get to Friday, which is when everything really kicked into high gear. Um, nothing writing related at all, but we were, we have been working on this now for the last seven months at work. It's this project upgrade I've talked about, uh, program upgrade. We were upgrading our version of a program called Siebel. It's like our CRM, everything that we have uh, is attached to it in some way. We have data that goes in data that comes out. We have jobs that run that, that take the data from inside of it and do something. I we have so many things happening with it. Uh, we're working with a third party company. They're the ones doing the upgrade. And then we're making sure all the software that we have, all the process we have work afterward. We've been practicing. We've, we've done three practice runs because the, the goal was start Friday night at 8 p.m. and be done Sunday before the um, Europe, um, Middle East, Asia, EMEA section of the world because they start their day, their business at around, I don't know, eight or nine o'clock Eastern time right. because, you know, where they are. So uh, we practiced the first practice run we did took weeks and weeks and weeks. The second one took two weeks. The third one took, I don't know, a couple of days, I think three days. And the plan was to do it in basically a day and a half. And uh, so we started eight o'clock. I logged on to teams and I had, I didn't actually log off until a couple hours ago. Um, and we kind of started what we were doing. So that was at eight o'clock. Got a couple, we have, we have what's called a run book, which is a, a, a basically an Excel spreadsheet of 165 or so steps where every step had somebody's name on it. Um, our third party company had about half of them. Our infrastructure guy had a bunch of them. I had, I don't know, 10 to 15 to 20 of them. A couple of my coworkers had about the same amount, meaning when it was our turn to do them, we do them, we do them in that order for the most part. And then when we're done, everything works. And so that started Saturday night. Um, I went to bed, I don't know, 10, 45, 11 o'clock and did not sleep well at all. I think it's probably because of what was happening the next day. Saturday, I was up at six. We had a 7am call. And I will say that at this point in the short story, I had seven chapters with one done and edited and ready to go. But I knew the weekend was coming and I knew I was going to be basically tethered to my computer for the entire weekend. So I'd have time and I would have time to get all this editing done. So we had our meeting at seven and um, it went until about 7.15, just basically like everybody getting on the same page. And then in the run book, um, we were on step, I don't know, around 30 at that point. And my, my next step wasn't until 93 because the third party company had a whole bunch of things to do with Siebel to get it ready for us to put our data into. So for the next four hours, five hours, I didn't get up. Like I didn't leave my chair, except if I had to like get a bathroom or get a drink or whatever. Um, I was on teams the whole time, just watching the chatter between everyone as they kind of updated them on where they were. And I was able to edit chapters two, three, four, and most of five, uh, five, and then most of the way through six, actually. I broke chapter four into three chapters. Uh, that's kind of like the quest section. If I if I was talking hero's journey, that would be the uh, what is that? Vill uh, when the you meet your friends, enemies, and, and allies, or whatever it is, that whole big section right there. Um, about twelve thirty, it got to the point where it was my turn to do stuff in the run book. That was only really going to take about an hour or two, and it ended up taking about six hours. <laughs> we and I did not expect this at all because we my my goal was to get the short story done on this Saturday, um, but uh, we, you know it took about two hours to get 95% of it done. And then the last 5% there were errors and bugs and things that we had to just go in and fix. And then right around four, four 30, our, our tester, she started testing, but she tested with us because there were some issues that she tested that we fixed. So about six 15, we were ready to turn everything over to her. And, uh, because everything we thought was working fine, I was planning on 
finishing the book now that it was 6.30 or so, but I was just tired. Um, I did go back to chapter six and listen to it. The slide left was have Word read it to me and I finished that. So now all I had left was two chapters, chapter seven and eight. I knew, okay, I'll have time on Sunday to do these. It's no big deal. It was a long day. Um, I, I, I ate, I, I ate four cookies at like 9 a.m. and didn't eat again until 5.30 p.m. when the pizza guy delivered pizza. Like I did not get oh. up from the chair. I didn't go outside. I didn't even step one foot outside the entire day. It was just a long day. Oh, that sounds brutal. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, it, it was, but not really because at my last job, I did those installs in the plants when I had to travel and I was working 16 hours a day every day. And, and it was, uh, it's, yeah. this was, this was a piece of cake compared to that. So, yeah. um, Sunday morning, I was up around seven. We had another meeting at eight um, to go over what our, we had. So we had actual people from the company now who, who use that software on a daily basis. They were going to come in and test it live in production and make sure that it looked good to them. Uh, they found a couple of things, but got those fixed pretty quick. Um, during that time, I was able to go ahead and finish chapter seven and I decided to cut chapter eight. I liked the ending of chapter seven. Chapter eight was kind of like the you know, the after the commercial that you see on all the TV shows where it just kind of wraps everything up. I really enjoyed that in my novel. I thought it was really good to have in my novel, but for this book, it's a short story. I wanted it to end with, it. it's not a cliffhanger. It's more like just showing that the main character was going to continue on his quest basically. Yeah. And there was no reason to have a, a wrap up chapter after that. So, and I will say that I was thinking this, about this on Saturday. Um, I did not use a, a story grid. I did not purposely try to follow any anything like the hero's journey or save the cat. But I started thinking about it and I followed the hero's journey in this thing almost exact. Um, I have, you know, normal life, call to adventure. I have all the the refusal to call, the acceptance, friends and allies. I have the, the um, lowest point. I have the false ending and then the real ending after that. Um, I did not do that on purpose. I don't know if it's just hammered into my brain or I originally sat down to write this short story and I said, Hey, chat GPT, help me with this. Give me four chapters where the midpoint happens. Some, this is what happens at the midpoint. Um, this is what happens at the end. Here's how they get into the adventure. And then it gave me these examples that I kind of worked with chat GPT to, to on that, to continue it. And I'm wondering if chat GPT kind of led me that way. Right. Well, you know, if, if you ask Joseph Campbell, who wrote the hero with a thousand faces, he'll tell you that you can't write a story without following that outline, unless you really consciously force yourself to, because it's just so ingrained in the Western mind. It's all, it's actually like imprinted genetically that, uh, yeah, that's just the way your stories are going to develop. And if, and if they don't develop that way, uh, you feel something's off with the story. Right. So you yep. want to go in and fix it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's, I'm glad that, uh, that it worked out that way. Um, I'm still going to use a story grid for the novels, but for the short stories, I might not. I don't know. It's. It, I'm really happy with the way that whole plan worked out. The other thing that I was doing that I probably will talk about later, but the other thing I was doing with the short story was I would write my plot of three or four paragraphs. And then before I actually wrote the chapter, I would go in and take those three or four paragraphs and just make bullet points. And mm -hmm. I would have like 15 to 20 bullet points that ran through the entire chapter. And then when I went to write, it was a piece of cake to write. So I'm going to attempt to do that as I'm writing book two and see how it goes. Uh, then I went in and I created two versions of this short story in Atticus. The first one is for the link to the uh, in the back of book one that will get. That's uh, my attempt to get people to the the newsletter. So it's going to say, you know, you get you buy book one, you get to the end of book one. Hey, if if you enjoyed the, this, then check out this short story, which is kind of what happens next. And they go there, and then it takes them to a, a landing page in book funnel that that says, hey, if you liked book one, join the Facebook group or whatever it is. Right. 
The other one I created in Atticus was for the book funnel promos where somebody downloads that book and reads it. And then you say, Hey, if you like this, go check out book one. Um, because that, you know, the two places they come in from are different. So I created two, uh, again, Atticus makes it very easy to do those things, which makes me very happy. Uh, again, I don't know if I'll ever use it to write, but it is fantastic for a windows user to format. If you have vellum and you're a, a Mac user, or if you have that Mac in cloud, which I don't think I could really ever use, um, cause I just, I just don't want to do anything related <laughs> to Apple. Um, then great. But if you're a, a windows user like me, who's refusing like a, a, a small child to try something Apple related, um, then this, then I would say for formatting Atticus has been great. Uh, after that, I created an attribution link in Amazon. I'm very excited that I can do that. And I plugged it into the automation sequence for the short stories. So I have two lists. So if somebody were to download it from BookFunnel, uh, they would be put into the automation sequence. And in the automation sequence, I'd link to book one if they want to go buy it. And I have an Amazon attribution link in there that is separate from the one, even though it's still, sh uh, who, I, when I was watching James Blatch do the, um, the, in the, uh, launch pad or whatever it was, I was watching it last week. He said, that you can either link to a specific book so that you can see how that book does, or you can just link to all your books. It's mm -hmm. up to you. There's, there's pros and cons for both. I chose to link to all my books. And in, so now I have two Amazon attribution links. They both point to the same books, but now I can track one is coming from emails and the other one is coming from the back of book one. And that's probably how I'll do that going forward. Um, I use chat GPT in this case to write my copy. So I, I have a, an email that goes out that says, if you like this book, then you'll love this, that kind of thing. And I thought, well, let's take what I wrote and see what ChatGPT gives me. And it gave me a lot of good stuff. It's, it almost sounds like a movie trailer, deep voice guy. Oh, that's um, good. That, that's what yeah. you want. Yeah. And it actually had, a, this was puzzling to me. It had emojis. Every time I've asked ChatGPT to do this for me, it's had emojis in there. Really? And I'm like, yeah, and I'm not an emoji person. I, I think they're silly. Actually, that's not true. I don't mind them. Um, I use a smiley face just like everyone else, but that's about all I use. But this one had emojis almost after every sentence. And I, I was like, so I asked ChatGPT, are emojis better? And it says, well, it depends on who reads it. It could be, it may not be. So it really didn't give a great answer. So I said, well, rewrite this, but take out some of the emojis. And it did. So now I have them with just a few emojis instead of every sentence. Um, let's see, by the way, attribution automation sequences is boring. It's such a boring process to do, <laughs> yeah, but I do like the idea of it cause it's less emails I have to worry about later. So I finished, um, finished working around 11 AM. Um, we had to then have a meeting to talk about opening everything up for our customers for when Asia goes online later on tonight, what we all we had to do. So I didn't really have to do much there. I just kind of stayed on teams and I hadn't logged off teams since Friday night. I left it on all night in case something happened in the middle of the night and they needed to reach me. Um, so right around 11, we realized we were kind of, we were, we were feeling good. Every, all the testing was done. We were feeling good. We had to have our infrastructure guy go in now and open everything up. Um, so then I did a little bit there. I kind of worked with them a little bit there. And then I, and then I went back to the writing. I joined a book funnel promo. So this is with the short story. This is the thing that I really love about the fact that instead of writing a scene, I wrote a short story. Now, I don't know if this takes me away from the Melanie Harlow thing. Cause she said she writes a scene and that's what helped her with her newsletters. I couldn't come up with just a scene that would be interesting to the readers. So I wrote a short story. Um, and I wrote it in 13 days, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. I wrote seven chapter. Uh, 11, almost 11,000 word short story and wrote, edit, published in, in two weeks, which I'm pretty happy with. Uh, we had, I, I had our infrastructure guy around one o'clock say, Hey, everything's back open, go test. And I went and tested 
one of my programs that I wrote, the very first thing I tested, and it didn't work, and I panicked. Um, and it turns out that when he opened everything up, he just blocked one of these servers from making a call to the other server, which is what my program needs to do, and he fixed it pretty quick. And we oh, okay. so, <laughs> right around 145, we called the all clear. Everything's done. Everyone can log off. Go see the sun. Um, go talk to your kids for the first time. My coworker, uh, his wife left. Um, I believe she left on Saturday, took her kids to the in-laws so that he could have the house to himself for 48 hours uh, because he was basically just be sitting in his computer like I was the whole time. It was very funny. Um, yeah, what a horrible time to have your the house to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're going to be a bachelor. And he's like, I'm going to be working the whole time. I'm like, ah, that's true. Yeah. So um, back to the book stuff. I did create, uh, oh, see, this is funny. I created the email for Tuesday that is going out. In this case, I'm not going to use ChatGPT. One thing I'm actually good at is emails. Um, I, I was in the meal committee at my last job. I joined the engagement committee in this job. And I am literally the engagement committee communications specialist is what the woman who runs the engagement committee calls me because she likes the way that I send out emails. They're entertaining. I try to be funny. I quote songs and make fun of myself and all that stuff. And people will write back and say, oh, this is really funny. It's, it's, it's fun. I love doing it. Um, except for the fact that that entire bullet point that I just read from the, the outline, I didn't do. Um, I wrote it in the outline thinking I was going to do it. And I literally did nothing writers uh, writing. I was just beat. I was so tired. Um, I did resubscribe to MailerLite with the plan of writing that email for Tuesday, but then didn't do it. Um, I didn't, I didn't do the yearly plan, which is what I usually do. I just did 10 bucks a month for right now. Cause I need to see what's going to happen. I'm at like 860, some 862, whatever I said, uh, people right now on the list. And when I get to a thousand, I'm gonna have to pay more. So I'm either going to get to a thousand when my promo goes out, or I'm going to have enough people unsubscribe when my email goes out to where I won't get to a thousand this time. So I'm just kind of keeping an eye on it. Uh, at some point I'll make a decision with what I'm going to do, but right now I'm just at 10 bucks a month, which is no big deal. So you're thinking about possibly shifting providers or, or what? I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> I talked okay. about that author emails like right. week after week on this podcast. And then when it came time to do it, just didn't do it because I'm somewhat lazy. So I could at that point go, well, do I want to pay, you know, $15 a month or do I want to go to that author email where you're like, I think it's $19.99 a month, regardless of how much you have or what you do. The, the other, th the reason, the reason I subscribe, cause I don't even have to subscribe to it this time. If I didn't want to, I'm at 865. I can send an email on Thursday or on Tuesday for free because it's free up to a thousand people. But I wanted to get the, um, the, 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 the email where you can send it again a couple days later to the people that didn't open it. And that's part of the paid plan. But I also was thinking I wanted to get the AB testing. I've never done AB testing before in MailerLite. And I was thinking about doing two emails, one that I write and one that ChatGPT writes. Oh yeah. Okay. What I would do is I would write it and I would put it into ChatGPT and have it make it better for me. And then I would send one out to half and the other one out to the other half and just see what happens. Right. Right. I would really be curious what the click rate was and that kind of thing. So I'm, yeah. I'm probably going to do that. Yeah, that'd, that'd be fun, actually. Yeah. 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 And so that was my week. Um, I will tell you that I'm going to sleep well tonight. That sounds uh, like it. I am tired as can be right now. And I've been sitting in front of this computer, except for the half an hour that I went to the grocery store earlier. And, and I'm not exaggerating. Other than when I went to bed and got up that morning, I've been in front of my computer since uh, Friday around 5, uh, 7.30 p.m. So do you have to go um, into work tomorrow or... Well, I have to work from home tomorrow, from yeah. home? Okay. but I don't think it's going to be, unless they, unless they turn it on today and Asia's going nuts because there's 7,000 errors. Mm -hmm. I don't think tomorrow is going to be much of a busy day. So we'll oh, see. Okay. Knock on wood. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully well, it's not busy. I'm glad you started off your week in review by saying that we podcasted on Monday because when I went to put my stuff in the outline, I looked at my diary and there was absolutely nothing written on Monday. I couldn't figure out what, what did I do on Monday? But uh, yeah, that kind of 
clears it up a little bit there. Uh, Tuesday, I was up early and I was ready to conquer the writing world for some reason or another. But spoiler alert, that didn't really happen. Uh, I did edit and post a story episode uh, and then garden for the rest of the morning. And it's just, you know, this was before the rains came in for the week and it was still nice. The temperatures were great. So I'm taking the opportunity to go outside. I've been planting flowers everywhere. Uh, decided to shift to, shift a lot of my efforts from vegetable garden, me personally, uh, from vegetable gardening to flower gardening. My wife is still hitting the vegetable gardening pretty hard, so at least we'll get that. That uh, and we've we've already had uh, two harvests of, of our greens. Oh, nice, yeah. The the chard and the and the kale and the bok choy. So yeah, we've been having salads and stuff. It's been really nice. I, at at lunchtime, I tried to go to Arby's. I, we like Arby's. They open one like a few blocks from my house. It's going to go get, get takeout lunch since we've been outside all day. And then they apparently do not walk in, want walk-in customers because I drove in. The parking lot has like a total of 10 spots. And it's set up such that if you get your truck, which I drive, into that parking lot, it's it's a hell of a job to get it back out. <laughs> oh, jeez. I got jammed in there. I pulled into one parking space that was open. There was only one open, and I. But it, everything was so crammed together that I had to do one of these back and forth, back and forth about a dozen times in order to get my oh, truck. No. <laughs> and the only thing right next door to it is a McAllister's, and they've opened them both at the same time. And the only thing I can think of is that some genius said, "Hey, we got this plot of land. It's really a little bit too big for just one store, and it's too small for two stores. So let's just put two stores on it." And that's what they did. What is McAllister's? What kind of restaurant is that? It's, like, it's a deli. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's a deli. Um, after lunch, I put together a new book funnel video. I Well, anyways, I needless to say, I didn't go to Arby's. I ended up going back to the bagel shop. and just got the same thing anyways, which was roast beef on a bagel, so it doesn't matter. Um, after lunch, I put together a new book funnel video and spread it around social media. For a hot minute there, I thought I had a video that was going to go viral because within the first hour on TikTok, it had like a hundred views and a half a dozen likes and shares and stuff. But as people say with TikTok, uh, the things, things will look like they're going to go and then they just die. And that's what happened. I, I, my personal opinion is I think the TikTok hombres, they just don't want people posting videos, which are essentially advertising. If you want to advertise, they want you to, to pay for it, uh, which I guess you could do on TikTok. I, I, I don't even know if you can advertise on TikTok. Uh, I have yeah. no idea. I know that when James Blash did his talk last year, um, everything was free. There wasn't anything, but he kept saying this will change as soon as TikTok gets kind of a understands what it has and how to do it. It will change quickly. Right, right, probably so. Assuming they don't get banned in every country that has a similar right. <laughs> right. Uh, so then uh, later in the afternoon, uh, after I did a little bit more gardening, and then. Basically, the rest of the evening played with my drawing tablet, which I've just kind of, I bought, I played with it for a few days, and I just kind of abandoned it because I started doing other things. But I got back to, into working on it uh, with it and trying to uh, get a little more comfortable with it. Uh, Wednesday, I spent the morning alternating really between putzing in the garden, paying bills, and then doing some promoting on Facebook for the Vellas that I have up there. I did manage to edit and post another story episode, uh, which wasn't really an easy thing to do because they were cutting down a huge tree probably 150 foot tree uh, next to next door to me where that had died a year or two ago. Uh, and I just kept on getting drawn out there by the sound of chainsaws just to see them doing it. 
I love your comment in the outline where you say cutting down a huge tree next door. And I had to watch. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's fascinating to watch these guys climb up, you know, free climb up in the trees and stuff. Now this time uh, they did most of it from a bucket truck, but uh, they had a, a bucket truck that I've never seen one that would extend that far. It was way up in the air, but uh, yeah. So I watched that, but they took that down quickly. And I got back to work uh, late in the day. I watched the opening talk of the Hella Vela conference. Now, there, there's a number of different Facebook groups that that cover Vela on Facebook, obviously. Um, one of them is uh, groups is called Hella Vela, and every year they do a, an, an online conference. And they um, they've started posting on YouTube the talks and stuff. So I watched the first one. Uh, they're open for anybody who wants to go see them. And it was kind of a promote a um, motivational talk. It, it was kind of fun to listen to. Um, uh, but after that, I found time to edit another episode and posted that. So it was, a, it was Wednesday. I had posted three episodes for the week and I was feeling pretty good about it. Uh, Thursday, uh, of course, that I just dropped everything. I did absolutely nothing writing. <laughs> and I'm not sure what I did really, other than I did go to my orthopedic surgeon and he gave me the all clear on my foot, basically told me go live my life. Uh, it's still not great. I'm, I'm, it's going to take some time. I, I over the last few months with the, the broken foot, I've gotten to walking it funny. You know, I, I walk with my foot splayed out a little bit, so I'm going to have to start concentrating on walking correctly and, and get that back into shape. Uh, Friday, I spent the uh, day alternating between editing two new story episodes for Vela and then promoting ones that were already up there because the performance for the week overall, while it was good considering I hadn't been doing much in terms of promotion. It was kind of falling behind last month. And I really don't think I can have that happen. If, as I mentioned last week, I want to kind of test the difference in bonuses from a month where you post a lot of episodes and a month where you don't post a lot of episodes. So last month in April, I only posted, I think, five episodes for the entire month. This month for May, I'm going to try to get at least 20 to 25 posted, if not more. So, and if I can keep the bot basically the same number of reads, same number, same amount of engagement, it'll give me some insight into what their algorithm algorithms for the bonuses think about episodes versus reads. Uh, so that was, I was kind of, I think at the end of every week of this month, I'm going to have to just push the story in order to get, uh, get it up to where it needs to be. Um, Problem is, I posted those two episodes I worked on on Friday and woke up Saturday morning to find that they had gotten caught in review purgatory. Uh, no one really knows why this happens on Vela, but every now and then you'll post some episodes and it can take just literally days, sometimes more than a week for them to find their way out into the into the uh, published sphere. And, I, and they don't tell you. They I'm not even sure they know why they get hung up sometimes. Uh so they were hung up. So I, I, I couldn't really post another episode because you don't want to post an episode 17 and have it come out before, say, episode 15 and 16 come out. You know, it doesn't make any sense. So instead, I worked on a day just pushing promotion really hard. And I ended up with my highest paid reads that I've had to date for a single day. So so that worked out pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, this this morning, church stuff was in the morning. I returned home to see that those episodes are still stuck in purgatory. Uh, who knows when they're going to come out? Uh, so I went to Home Depot with my wife uh, because we needed some uh, stuff for gardening. 
and I loaded up my entire pickup, the back of my, my pickup truck with mulch, compost, and potting soil. Uh, I calculated what it was. I think I had roughly 700 pounds worth. So between wow. loading it from the stacks onto the cart, taking it from the cart, putting it in the pickup bed, and then taking it out of the pickup bed when I got home and stacking it in our carport, I think I slung around about a metric tons worth of stuff. So I didn't have to go to the gym. You know, I got, got all my work out doing that. Um, and after we're done podcasting, my plan is to shift now, since I don't know when those episodes are coming out and those are for death comes to paradise. I'm going to shift now back to what the cat dragged in and start working on episodes for that and just wait to see how long it takes the ones that are stuck to get unstuck. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're going to have to do, you know, five, five, six a week to hit that number for the month of May. Right. And that's kind of my plan. I've got them. I've got them written in rough draft. Basically, I just I've got plenty of episodes. I just need to go through them and get them to the point where I'm happy with them. Although, you know, to tell you the truth, I don't have to do that because there's a lot of kind of poorly edited stuff. That's uh, it's not poor. It's not like people have done a sloppy job. It's just that they're not permanent or permanently finished editing. You know, they're they're not quite uh, polished. I guess is the word so- that people use. So do you want to give me your wife's phone number? And then when you talk about being behind, I'll text her to go kick you. Yeah, exactly. No, you, you don't have to do that because she asks me every day. So how many did you post today? Nice. <laughs> She's trying to kick me in the butt. Good. Uh, I do have one, one uh, goal that I've uh, set a new, well, it's, it's actually kind of going back to an old goal for 2023. Uh, originally in the beginning of the year, we talked, I talked about uh, forming habits and one of the habits I wanted to form was to eat better, eat out less and, uh, do more home cooking, eat better food. And and then I got sick and with a broken foot and everything, a lot of that fell by the wayside. But now that I'm basically cleared from all my health issues, at least for the time being, uh, I'm going to try to emphasize this more going forward in 2023. So I downloaded a calorie and exercise app and I'm going to start tra- tracking my progress. And I started off at 226 pounds yesterday. Uh, my goal is to lose about 30 pounds by the time fall rolls around which should be doable according to the app on an 1800 kilocal regimen and 1800 calories is you know quite a few calories as long as you stay away from the pizza, the pizza will kill you. <laughs> so that's kind of a, a new goal that I'm going to be focusing on going forward. Okay. That'll be fun. <clears throat> All right. Uh, in terms of my 2023 rating goals, I don't think I have anything. Uh, did I change? No, I didn't change it. Okay. So let me run down to my running list of feature things to do. Uh, okay. So I, I actually have a couple things to talk about here. Um, the Matthew J. Holmes, Amazon ad stuff. I remember talking about this last week saying, I didn't know what it was. And then you had sent me a note. I think while we were on the podcast, in fact, you mentioned it, that it was the, um, what was it called? The jumpstart kickstart Amazon ads and jumpstart so Facebook. I, ads. Both, yeah. So I found the Amazon ads pretty quick and it was a, it's $150 course. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to pay $150 for another course. Like I've, I've got the Mark Dawson stuff. Um, I paid a lot of money for that. I have the Brian Meeks, although I don't think he does anything with it anymore, but I do have the Brian Meeks stuff I can go log into from a few years ago. I don't know if I want to pay another 150. Now I will tell you that a couple of years ago I would have paid for this, no problem and just did it. But now that I'm like, Oh, I'm going to save so much money. And, and, and like, I'm all money right now. It's all I think right. about is how to save money while I'm doing this. Um, um, Dave Ramsey thing. And so I don't know if I want to pay 150. Do you have it? Did you buy it? No, I didn't. In fact, uh, you remind me of something. Uh, you know, I get his, his emails regularly as I think maybe you do too. You send I his do. email. Yeah. So one of the things he was pushing here this last week is uh, sign ups for his Facebook jumpstart yeah. Facebook ads. And he was given like a, uh, 
one third off or something like some, some percentage off. I think it was, if you actually bought it, it would be like a hundred bucks. And I toyed with that idea of actually doing it mainly because of what, you know, the reviews that Paul T give, has give, given those courses. And I thought, you know, should I do it? Should I not do it? But I ended up not doing exactly for the same reason that you're talking about in terms of money, because now that I've been keeping track of my business expenses and stuff, which I've never really done because I've never really considered writing to be a business. It's been more like a hobby for me, but this year starting in January, I started keeping track of everything. And I had this goal this year of netting out 3,500 uh, $3, bucks for the first year, uh, as I mentioned, and I'm going to be able to do that more than, more than easily when net of marketing expenses, but it's all the other stuff I spend money on the courses and you know the software and stuff like that that is going to kill me unless i get that under control so i've ended up not signing up for the facebook ads course knowing it'll come around again yeah know. yeah and i'm probably i'm gonna go back to mark dawson's one which i paid 500 dollars for i might as well try to use it as much as i possibly can and he has an updated one from a couple of years ago done by and i don't remember her name but she was at amazon um and yeah. I started watching that. I don't remember her name. Janet Margot or Janet Mark. No, Janet Margot. That sounds right. Yeah. We'll yeah go that like that. that sounds yeah. right. Um, so I probably not, but I, I do have like, I do subscribe to his you know daily newsletter, which I don't read very often because daily seems like way too much for me. Um, I have the, um, the Twitter, uh, things that Paul talks about saving. I have a couple of those save bookmarks. So I can go back and read those. So I have a bunch of stuff to do. I don't really, yeah, I'm, I'm just not ready to pay 150 right now for it. Um, so that's that. And then um, I want to work some more on my website. I've pushed that aside as I've worked on getting book one out and then getting the short story written as quick as possible. But I need to get back to that because I do want to get that going at some point or get a, a beta version up that I can start looking at and making changes to. Um, right. So that's something I'm going to work. That's definitely going to be a chat GPT thing. I'm going to work more with that to uh, to get that thing written. Um, in terms of my addicted to, I got two for you and they're kind of odd. Um, number one is uh, Artemis, which is, I'm talking about the book, uh, by, um, the guy that did the Martian, um, Andy, Andy Weir. Weir. Yeah. So he, his second book was called Artemis. It did not get, it was a lot like ready player one. And then, um, his second book was called Armada. It did not get the best reception compared to the first one. And those were two huge. So, you know, it's going to be hard to match that. Sure. Um, so I, the reason that I'm reading it, or in this case, listening to it, the audible book is because I really, I, you know, I listened to the 372 pages podcast where they make fun of bad books. And I thought, well, I'm gonna, this is what I can read or listen to. And I basically spent the week listening to the entire thing. Uh, I, I actually enjoyed it. Uh, the main character is awful. Uh, I hated the main character like crazy. She, um, she started out, you know, flawed, as every character probably should in a book, but by the end of it, she was still a jerk. She was still just <laughs> a dick to everybody. Um, and then I, and she was also her story and I'm not going to spoil it. Cause it is, I, I would recommend it. It's a, it's a fun read, I think, but her story was, was basically commit a bunch of criminal acts. And it's like, wait, how do I root for this person if that's what they're doing? So, right, right. so um, did, did 372 pages uh, pan the book? Oh, they, they rip everything. It doesn't oh. matter what it is. I mean, they're, they're the same guys that do riff tracks and they, they've done riff tracks crushing Casablanca. I mean, that's just what they do. Okay. So they actually, all right. All right. So it's, it's more of a satire than anything else. Yeah. But I will say that the, okay. The two people that host it, Mike Nelson is the guy who was the last six or seven seasons of mystery science theater. He was the head writer and the host. And he's like the head guy, one of the head guys at riff tracks. He's like, 
uh, what's the word I want to use? He's a bit of a book snob. Like he's really, really smart. Went to college at 16. He plays a piano. He's a musician. Like he's really smart. So books like this, he's not going to like anyway, because okay. they are, they are just the, what do they call that? The, the paperback fiction that you see at the airport. I forget oh. what the word is. Pulp. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, and he's not going to like that, but he knows who he is. Like he doesn't come out and just be all uppity. He knows that most people like this and he's different, but he makes fun of it anyway. And he doesn't really make fun of the author. It's more about the book and, and don't get me wrong. There's a lot of just bad writing in this book. I really, it's the same as ready player one. I really like the plot. The writing is awful. Really? Um, huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's fun. So anyway, so I listened to this. I enjoyed it. Again, I didn't like the main character. It's funny. I didn't like the main character at all. I couldn't root for the main character, but I really liked, I thought it was a fun story. So I, I would definitely recommend it. Um, the second thing I have for the addicted to, and this is over just the last few days of sitting at my computer, just waiting to have to work is I've watched a ton of YouTube videos have, and I see the way you're smiling. Have you watched these before? Oh yeah. Marble races. Yeah. Jell's marble races. Oh, that's yeah. one of them. Yeah. I love, they're so much fun. They, they built tracks. They have marbles. And they just, they drop them at the same time and they, it's like they're on a NASCAR track and they're racing around the track. And, um, and the, the guy that calls them calls them as if it's a real race saying things like, well, they got to make sure they get adjusted to the track. And it's like, no, it's just a marble dude, but it's there's And they're done so well. The videos are done so well. That is so much fun to watch. And when you texted me earlier and said, Hey, I'm ready to podcast at any time. And I said, give me 10 minutes. Well, it's cause I was watching the end of one of the races. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know. I, we, we picked up on that during the pandemic when my son, uh, when they shut down the colleges and my son was home. And yeah, we were watching them every night. And when they, when the gels people uh, picked, I can't remember the guy's name, but he actually got one of the announcers from Formula One. Was I doing saw a couple of this. Yeah, was doing the announcing. And it was hilarious. It was great. It's great. The other <laughs> so it's ones, a lot of fun. I don't know if you've seen the ones, but there's other ones that somebody does uh, where they make the track in sand on beaches. I, that's what I was watching earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really neat too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll link to just maybe the, the playlist of one of the ones I was watching in the show notes and you can check it out if you're bored. I mean, it's, they're 10 minutes long and they're just fun to, I pick one and go, I'm going to root for that one. And then I'm excited when it does well or does bad. So yeah, it's kind of addicting, you know, especially yeah. if you've got two or three people that are sitting in a room like we did and we each pick a different marble and then, you know, you're, you're shouting and yelling at the screen <laughs> like yeah. a bunch of idiots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you can tell that for me, this is the time of the year when I'm really not watching any sports. I have golf and that's about it. I'm not watching basketball. I don't, I'm not a baseball fan. There's no football. So I need something. So I'm watching marble races right now. I did notice that there was this disturbing lack of golf this past week in your life. Um, well, I, I mean, we keep getting rained out. We were rained out Tuesday night and then I had to, yesterday was the best day of the year to golf. And I, I couldn't, cause I had to work. I would have golfed this morning, even though it rained. So we, we are golfing Tuesday. Although if you look at the weather, the coldest day with the most chance of rain is Tuesday night again. So who knows, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? Well, my, my addicted to is still gardening and the program gardeners world out of the UK. Although I had to cancel my BritBox subscription. So I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to watch this Gardener's World. I know some of it I can get through Prime Video, but I ran into a problem with my BritBox subscription. I couldn't fix it, but I, I could not sign into my account. And I, I tried over a week various different ways of doing it and trying, you know, get tried contacting them and everything, just never. And so the, the subscription renewal date was coming up on May 7th. So I just said, well, I'm just going to cancel it. And then I'll wait a week for things to clear out and then I'll sign up again and we'll see what happens. There you go. 
Yeah. All right. So for my week coming up, it's this is a, unfortunately this is kind of a busy week, but it's not a busy work week. Thank God. Um, Monday through Wednesday, I work from home. Uh, and I will write when I can. I'm jumping in back into book two. I still have to do a couple things though. I need to get the email written. I haven't scheduled my Facebook post for this week. I'm going to do that tonight. Um, and then I need to get the emails and I'm going to try to do this AB setup for Tuesday with half of it being what I write and then half of it being ChatGPT taking what I write and making it better. I, I'm not really concerned too much about the sell rate, although I will, I will check that, but I'm more interested in the click rate. Um, uh, how many people read what I wrote or versus what chat GPT took what I wrote and made better. How many people click on those, uh, on those in the emails? And I'll, so I'll back so you're, you're, uh, the ebook goes live on Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. First thing in the morning or whatever. Uh, whatever Amazon does. I don't even yeah. know. Yeah. I would assume. Yeah. And I don't, I'm, again, I'm not, I'll have six pre-orders that come in, you know, the final results of that Facebook test I did where I, I basically gave away half the book for free and then said, you know, if you want to buy the other half, you can, it, it got one. That, that that's the funny thing. It got one download, meaning nobody wanted to read half the book. I, I expected it to get a lot of downloads and maybe not get as many sales, but the right. fact that it only got, and it got a ton of likes, I got 15 to 25 likes on it. People saw it. Um, and the fact that it just got the one download was so strange to me. Yeah. Um, so thank God that ended a couple that ended Friday, I think. So I'm not paying that anymore, which is good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it goes live Tuesday. Um, so then Tuesday I also have golf. So Monday, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I need to write that email, which is probably, I'll probably do that tomorrow at lunch. Um, and then uh, I need to get some Amazon ads created too. Maybe I'll try to do that tonight too. Hopefully I don't do the whole get to the couch and do nothing thing, which yeah. is definitely a possibility. Um, so let's, let me just say that. So today, tonight after the podcast, I'm going to, um, I forget what the first thing I already said I was going to do. Uh, I know I'm going to You're get gonna, the email. Oh, now I, yeah. yeah. Write the email. I think I'm gonna do that tomorrow. Ads. I got to do ads. Maybe I'll try to do that tonight. And then whatever the third thing was, I'll try to do tonight. I don't remember what it was. Uh, um, schedule Facebook. There you go. Facebook post. Thank you. So at least somebody's listening. Holy cow. <laughs> it's nice to know that when I talk, someone listens. I don't. Um, all right. So Wednesday, I'm working from home. I got nothing in the evening. Thursday, I'm in the office. I'll write at lunch. And then I have my writer's club in the evening. I was kicking around the idea of reading something from the short story. But you know, when you read something in there, most of the time, they critique it and give it back to you. But I'm publishing so quick right now that by the time I get it back, I've already published. I'm already way past that. Right. So I'll probably just pick a scene from book two that I'm working on and, and read that. Friday, I'm back to work from home. Uh, Saturday and Sunday are pretty much the same. I'm hoping that I can golf in the morning. Mother Nature has been horrible so far in allowing me to golf. I've literally golfed once in my league and won 18 holes on a Saturday morning. And that it's already May 7th. I should have golfed many more times since right. then. I just haven't been able to. Um, and then we will, I don't know what I'll write. I'll do whatever on Saturday afternoon. Uh, if I, if I golf, if not, I'll do it in the morning and then, uh, and then we'll podcast on Sunday. Hey, taking, taking mom out to eat on Sunday or. Oh, is it mother's day? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I probably should. Is that Saturday? That's Sunday. Oh yeah. I'll, uh, probably not take her out to eat. The, the thing that we, that I always do from, from father's day is I get myself, my dad, a card and a 12 pack of beer and mom, I usually get a card and a gift card and I go over and hang out, but there's not, we're not a big celebration family for any holiday. Oh, we never okay. really have been. Okay. Um, I will say that my favorite thing that I ever did was on father's day. A few years ago, I went to the drugstore on the, on the day, like I always do. 
And I, I usually what I would do is I go into the, the drugstore, I buy a card, I come out in my car. And while I'm in the car, I sign it, put it in the envelope, lick it and close it and then go over there and, and give it to him. But one day I didn't want to do that. So I threw everything in the bag and I just handed him the beer in the bag and said, Hey, there's a card in there. Can you do me a favor? Write something funny in it, put it in the envelope and sign <laughs> it. And it was very funny. He, he really liked that. So, yeah. So, yeah. And then my goal for, for it is to, for that week is last week, this week is just get back into book two. Um, I do have a couple more things to do in terms of getting this thing ready for Tuesday, but that'll obviously be done by Tuesday. So I really need to get back into book two. I think I was on chapter seven when I last had it open of, of, I think I have 27 or 28 chapters plotted right now. So, um, yeah, get back into book two, really. That's an easy goal to hit because if I write one word, I, I pass. That's right. I, I, I did it. So that's an If easy you just goal. look at it, you're back into yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, this week, this coming week, I'm hoping to replicate this past week, uh, in each with loosely dividing each day b- between gardening and preparing and posting new episodes and doing some promoting. Again, I'm going to shoot for a goal of at least five episodes this week, or they'll probably all be for what the cat dragged in. That's the one, that's the one of the two that has the least episodes at the moment. So I'm going to try to get that bumped up. Uh, I'm not going to be doing anything in terms of book, book funnel stuff this week, as I mentioned. Uh, so we'll just let that cool off for a bit and see what happens. So it's basically writing, gardening and, uh, promoting. All right. Well, that is all we have on the outline. So that's all we have to talk about. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I think I'm spent for this week. Yeah, I know I am. Um, I'm going to sleep so well tonight. Um, all right. If you want to get in touch with me, um, email me, Jerry at Jerry or you can find me on Twitter, Jerry E25. You can go to my Facebook author page, uh, check, take a look at what I'm posting to try to get people to actually come in. But again, if you do come in and follow me, please, please, please make sure you, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, you like, you, you, what's, uh, co- see, this is how tired I am, Rich. I can't think of words right now on your Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. yeah follow you, it, follow, follow it. it. But then like, if you do follow it, I want you to whatever with my posts, um, interact with them, interact. We'll go with interact. That'll work with my posts. Oh, click on them. Just click on them. You don't even have to, don't even have to like them. You don't have to leave a comment. Just click, click on something, anything in the post. Even something. if you click on a picture, that's not hot. Facebook registers that as engagement. It's really weird. Engage. That's the word I was looking for. Engage. Oh, okay. okay. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Um, the website, Jerry, uh, Jerry, uh, I'm on Twitter, Jerry 25. If you know more, and especially you, Edwin, cause you seem to answer me the first time. If you know more about this whole draft of digital thing, please let me know. Write a, a 800 word tweets if you can to me and let me know. Cause I am so lost right now on how draft digital or Ingram spark or any of them do paperbacks. It, it, it's very puzzling to me. Um, so, and then I'm on face, we're on Patreon and buy me a coffee and all that stuff that we talk about every week. Yeah. If you want to contact me, you can email me at rich at richcasey.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Casey himself. And uh, check out my Velo stories on Amazon. If you want, go to the Amazon main page and just type my name into the address, into the search bar and you'll find them. All right, everyone. That is all for this week. And we will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Take care everybody.